Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And this is, this is a problem with trying to have, like, basically balladeering. Like, we suddenly go from, or not even balladeering, whatever you, you call Celtic Symphony, to, like, this, this is, Brian Warfield says this proves the people have spoken. Everyone, other people say this is appalling. We need to educate young people, all, all this kind of stuff. And balladeering takes the place of actual understanding of history or trying to interrogate history. And when you make the point about how Ireland was governed in the, 20s and 30s one of the key aspects and we see this and this is where i think the the conversation has to be broader still even after 100 years is interrogating the past involves a proper that that past was never ireland was was a was a repressed suppressed society and in every sense including dealing with the consequences of barbaric acts by what you you are you or Danny Morrison would call the good old IRA, but like I'm quite happy, you know, which contained many many. I don't think there was any good IRA. Well, no, I don't. Either. I think there was. I, I think, think the there were people. I, I think that, yeah, and I think there were there were people who who in in a climate of war and violence found you know 
turned out to be to excel at that for for reasons you, you can only imagine in some you know dan breen wasn't a you know dan breen was a was a psychopathic killer you know uh um and who was, they, who was so celebrated that he threw in the ball in the other yeah but that maybe we, we let's that's let's put Ono, that, ono duffy was the put, same put, put, the yeah. fight, the fight, well, let's see the who knows of, the, you the, talk the about first like, leader the first you, leader you of Fine Gael, and now i see that young finnegill Herself, <laughs> but here, that the first leader of Finnegill was Michael Collins. You talk about Michael Collins, but you talk about him being a revolutionary. Who knows? Maybe the best thing that ever happened to Michael Collins. Oh, don't say this. Don't say this. Don't finish that sentence. Why? I mean, what do you think I'm going to say? Was to get shot. Well, who knows what he would have become? Maybe, like, look at the way the 30s panned out across Europe. I, 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 you know, I, I, and he was a strong man, I, strong I, I, leader. I appreciate that. Um, but, but, but Joe, hold on a second. This is just one other thing I want to say about this, okay? Because when we talk about the wolf tones, and I want to come back, we'll come back to the really important stuff. Because I, you know, when I, I when I was at work with the currency, we commissioned a huge four part piece into the killing of Joe Campbell, uh, one of the and their family's search for justice, um, and and the legacy bill as well. So it is something. It hasn't got enough coverage. It's getting a bit of coverage at the moment, but it's something that compared to a culture war just becomes, gets lost. And one of the reasons culture wars on all sides are so successful is because you can just bombard people. And you see it after the wolf, you, you see it after something like this, you know, next thing you know, people are justifying, everybody is justifying everything. There's no reflection. There's no room for anything. We're, we're, we're justifying, you know, we're, somehow... One minute, one minute the wolf tones are playing at electric picnic. Next time, next minute, next minute on Twitter, people are justifying the burning of the big houses in in the nineteen twenties. You're like, hold on a second. I, I, I thought this I, was a bit of fun I, on a nice yeah, September I, afternoon. I, I, I'm not trying to justify. Anything. I'm I'm getting to the. I'm trying to get to the nub of why this is used. Okay, but and yeah. and, and and I think it is a really important thing. All of this was fine. All of this was fine when Sinn Féin weren't a political force. Now you have a situation where the 40% of the people in the South, 40% in the North, the biggest party in the island. I can't think, perhaps you'll put me right, I can't think of a single person from a Sinn Féin or Republican background who's employed in the national media, Virgin, RTE, The Independent, The Examiner. Well, can, you, can you tell me, is there a single person from a Sinn Féin Republican ba background Who's a paid employee? What do you mean by of, a back of, of any of our national media? Well, I, I don't know. I, who would you say is you mean kind of with a background working for Sinn Fein or working for coming, coming out of coming out of our sort of Republican sort of Sinn Fein traditions, the community that I come from? I'm, Tell me one person. I'm looking at him. <laughs> it employs me. <laughs> is is there a single person bearing in mind that there's forty percent, forty percent of the Irish people? Now, there may, may be a lot of working well, class three, people, yeah, there may yeah. be a lot of young people, but is there a single person from a Republican Sinn Féin or sort of community background on the RTE board, for example? Has there ever been? I don't think, no, I doubt it. Well, no, there hasn't. No, no. So what you've got is an establishment which, since the foundation of the state, I mean, the Collins' story is a typical one. James Collins, founder member of Fianna Fáil, fights on the anti-treaty IRA side. He then works as a rate collector for Limerick County Council, elected it as a TD for Limerick West in the 1948 general election, re-elected at each election until his death in 1967. They were big house, big house Catholics. 
succeeded in the by-election by his son, Jerry. Jerry went on to become a very powerful minister. Another son, Michael Collins, was later elected to the same constituency. Who's their grandson? Who's the grandson? Niall Collins. Who does he serve as a TD for? Limerick County since 2011. He's been embroiled in all sorts of scandals around selling public land, allowing public land to be bought by his wife, not declaring but, but, an yeah. interest. The ditch has been interested in it, but the mainstream media has largely avoided it. Why is that? Because if you're if you're a Coveney, you've got somebody in RTE. If you're well, if think, you're yeah. from if you're from any I don't of these, think if the, you're the, the if you're from, if RTE you're, would say that he was. If you're, uh, well, you know what he can say that. But here's the situation. Here's the situation. You go to you go to Trinity or you go to UCD. I went to Trinity. I know I you did. Oh, I know. All right, you go there, right? You're from UCD or Trinity, and you're a member of Young Fine Gael there. You know, you go into the media and now you're interviewing people you palled around with in university. And it's like it's like the it's like the, it's like the English political well, system. No, it's, it's, there's no doubt. You go about to the Oxford a... Union. You go to Oxford Union. You, you're then you end up in the BBC interviewing boys that you were friendly no, with I, at Oxford no or in the Tory no, party. But but, but the, the, there's one of the reasons, and this is something we talked about even and in, the, in message, the RT. This is the message to Sinn Féin. Get the fuck back up to the north. Don't spoil what's happening here. We have this place nicely carved up. We're all doing rather nicely. We're all part of the landlord classes now. You know, we're all the pigs in Animal Farm. Jesus, would you not go back up to the north or disappear out of politics? What the hell are we going to do about this? And then you've got these increasingly desperate attempts to sort of paint this idea. Oh, well, they'll... <laughs> and I love this one. <laughs> they'll be... <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be irresponsible with the economy. <laughs> People might be able to afford a fucking house. We might build some. We might build some. They might build some social housing. What about the poor landlords? Oh my God! Aaron McGregor's heart is breaking again. I don't think. Look, really? I don't think anyone objectively can make any. We're going to ruin the economy. We're going to be like the We're going to be like Cuba you know? with. The, we're going to be like Cuba without the sun. <laughs> can somebody please do something and? This is the constant, the constant line in the Irish establishment, and that includes the media. It, it, you know, people who are people, sorry, people who are not from that establishment, that safe establishment. Well, I mean, I can remember Michelle O'Neill on Ryan Tuberty, and his nose was wrinkled in distaste, like the Mother Superior in Dairy Girls. You know, I mean, he could barely bring himself to look at her. And, and you know, it's a fucking insult to us. That's our community. That's where we come out of. And we're extremely well-educated. And we'll not fucking accept it anymore. I mean that sincerely. And if I'm passionate about it, I'm fucking passionate about it. We'll not accept it anymore. This casual contempt. And, and, and let me say this while I'm at it. We're in a situation now where the founding member, the founding member of the DUP, Wallace Thompson, said this week in an interview with Sam McBride, a new Ireland is inevitable, and we must now start having that conversation. Unionism was always in many ways doomed, but we must now accept that a new Ireland is now inevitable, and we must start talking about that and preparing for that. We are at the stage, right? 
where DUP founding members are talking about Irish unity more than the Irish establishment. I don't, look, yeah, okay. Look, I think that was a really interesting interview. And I would say, and I, the one thing I want to say about this is, I, I, I heard somebody talking about th- these culture wars, and they said something about the Celtic Symphony song, uh, which uh, I thought was interesting. They said, in order to reconcile properly with people of good faith in the other community, something like, ooh, ah, up the ra, it has to go. Yes. Who said that? I said that. Yeah. Why? And I do agree with that. Yeah, you agree with yourself. <laughs> no, but I agree with that, for example, at the Belfast Field, things like that, yeah. it shouldn't be the centrepiece. Yeah. But it shouldn't be the centrepiece. Why? If, reason, it's, if, it's, if it's a celebration. The, the reason that it shouldn't... But <laughs> you know my view on it. I'm making a different point. No, but explain that point as well, because you did well, say it. I'll explain the point. The point is this, that you're in a situation where you need to... For people of good faith, people of good faith in the Protestant community are hurt by references to the IRA, Ua up the ra, they look at that, they see these dazzling sort of what appear to be fun events where this is this is commonplace now, right? And at events, for example, in West Belfast, where the organizers have control over this, I don't think it's helpful. You know, I don't think the song should be sung. It's not for me. And I don't like the song. You know, I don't mind the rebel songs, which are proper rebel songs and all of that, but this is not that. This is essentially a chant of ooh-ah, up the ra, ooh-ah, up the ra, ooh-ah, up the ra. And that is absolutely hurtful to my neighbors and friends in the Protestant community. Now, there is a difference between saying that and saying, okay, the Bel- and I understand the, the Belfast, the feel the, 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 the in the pub is now looking at this. And I know that people have good intent in the North, and I know that Sinn Féin have spoken to them about this. It's not helpful, okay, for obvious reasons, Mm. okay. But I'm making a different point, that the way it's used by the establishment here is as a culture war, as an attack, as an attempt to attack Sinn Féin. I mean, Michael Martin, for example. Yeah. Michael Martin now. And this is the point that I made at the start. A United Ireland was great. It looked as though this would be very good for Sinn Féin. They're north, they're south. Everybody knows what happened to the SDLP with the peace process, the exuberance, the young vote, which is massively in favour of Sinn Féin, north and south, and the SDLP were swept away in a very, very short period of time. And Fianna Fáil are looking at this, and they're saying to themselves, these guys are on the crest of a wave. They sound good, they look good, they play well in America, they play well in Europe, they know how to handle themselves, they've got clever bastards coming through now who've been university educated, all right? They'll not be driving our taxis anymore, they'll not be coming up to our big houses looking for a handout or for a bit of land. But forget- and, now, and now Michael Martin's saying, Michael Martin's saying, and it's a bit like Waddell Cunningham, who was the richest man in Belfast, during the 1798 rebellion. And Wolf Tone had said to him, look, and was saying it everywhere, look, we need to include our Catholic brothers and sisters in this revolution. This revolution cannot be partial. It cannot simply be for the Presbyterians. Odell said, it's a great idea. You know, it's a great idea. And I support your view. 
that we must include our Catholic brothers and sisters, but now is not the time. And what Michael Martin's saying, what Leo Varadkar is saying now is, look, now is not the time for a discussion about a United Ireland. It's con- counterproductive. Well, okay. Don't push it. Like, li- like the liberal whites in America, whenever the, 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 the black Americans started to, started to look for civil rights in the 60s, look, we appreciate that you do need emancipation, but now is not the time. But I think, but yeah, and but that, look, the difference that is, that is the essence of the problem. But it, it would be the time now, and we would be having the conversations, but we're in a situation where the founding member of the DUP is ahead of the Irish establishment. Well, forget look, about, forget about the, this okay, is inevitable. Yeah, forget about the politicians for a second, because when, when we started doing this, and the first, you know, we, and we, we sat down, and one of the first things we talked about was, uh, you know, Uau Puitra. And that kind of thing. And so we, we've always come with this. That we're talking about people who are talk, taking things in good faith as, rather than talking about how politicians are going to spin it or going to see it as an advantage or a way to kind of uh, propagate some kind of culture war. Um, I think when you talk, when, when, you, when you hear unionism talking about that, when you talk about United Ireland, and like I know Colm Dore, and the first time I met Colm Dore was at the Sinn Féin rally in Newry after... Uh, the election in 2020, just before COVID came. And I got chatting to him at the side of the room. I was I went to all the Sinn Féin rallies around the country writing about them. And I got chatting to Colm and we had a t- ended up having a two-hour conversation about Sinn Féin. And Does that make him a wee bit tainted? Because oh, he had a conversation with me. He's a wee bit Sinn Féin, you know. Oh, oh no, I, I thought you meant because he had a conversation with he me. Was, he was at a Sinn Féin meeting. No, no, no I'm not know. talking about that. I'm talking about... No, I, do you, hear, no, him much, you do hear him much in the no, airwaves? and you should. Do you hear because, him much in the because airwaves? Because we had... I had another, like, long conversation. I wrote a piece and I, had, I remember talking to him for, for, you know, about another few hours on that week, just teasing it out and we both disagree about an awful lot of, of things huge amount of stuff but we both felt that we were coming from it uh from positions of good faith so when you say that the only thing that is has become an issue with with united ireland is that Sinn Féin are going to be in power with it it is it is still ignoring that sense of the fact that there are people of good faith of, from from the unionist community, from other from, from no no but no, let me I'm talking me, about the Irish establishment. But let me make this point. They anyway, have made it me, clear so, they so, don't so, want let, to talk about. So, it. But let me make this point because it's still important. Because if you get the people of good faith on your side, the politicians aren't leaders; they're followers, right? They're just followers. They're, if you get the people of good faith on your side, say right, there is a real sense of of change and a real sense. Of saying things like, you know, I, I know you, you know people say this. I, I interviewed Owner Bryn, who we'll have in the podcast soon. I interviewed Owner Bryn around, and I own talks about these things in a, in the way that you know we've got to put away this this kind of, of cr- crass do. celebration of. of but violence. I can identify the you know? problem. The politicians the, have to be much more diplomatic. No, but, just, yeah. but I can identify the problem and talk about it. Yeah. And it's clear that what that what that that what Finnegill and Finnefoil are doing about the North now and about all these platforms, these discussions that are taking place, people from both communities, you know, well-known actors, you know, people from the political, the, from political backgrounds in the North, they're all discussing this, mm. not the Irish establishment, because now is not the time. And the reason that now is not the time is because of Sinn Féin's position now. They fear that there'll be a, 
And I think they're right to fear it. There will be a euphoria around Sinn Féin. There will be such a huge... I mean, the, 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 the North and South presence. I mean, you just remember the peace process. You could just feel it. I thought to myself, oh my God. I didn't expect it to be like that. But whenever it was signed, sealed and delivered, the Good Friday Agreement, and West Belfast went mental. Mm. They were out in their cars. It was like Ireland winning a World Cup. They were out in their cars, the tricolors, they were out on top of the cars. It was a sense of exhilaration of, you know what? None of us will be treated like shit anymore. Yeah. You know, we'll have a police force, we'll do all those things. Now we can come back, we'll come back to that in due course. But we'll have a police force. You know, we're 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 gonna be able we're we're gonna be able to stand up and, 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 and take our place with everyone else. And I thought to myself, oh my God, the SDLP are fucked. Because, and, and I think that that's the fear in the South, particularly on the part of Fianna Fáil. These guys, if, if it comes to a united Ireland, we'll be swept. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, the most likely thing is that it's going to be Sinn Féin and Fianna Fáil in coalition. And, uh, and I don't know who would... Well, I mean, that's, 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 I don't not, know, that's not for me. You know, I don't know who would feel worse about that. Um, if, you're, if you believe that this is... Like, if, if you think change is coming... Uh, and uh, and Niall Collins is up there. Um, yeah, that sort of stuff. But you know, this sort of like, and the expenses, you know, driving, like, I mean, honestly, the critter, I mean, according to the Dutch, I read that stuff about his mileage expenses. I mean, Jesus Christ, he travelled more than Jules Verne. Mm. You know, I mean, 6,000 kilometres a month whenever the dial was in recess, things like that. I mean, that's all grand, you know, but. I mean, it's, it seems to me that we've got, we've got, we've had in this country a history of grifting, you know, from Bertie Ahern, Charlie Hawhey, all the rest of them, these big family dynasties who've carved up the country between themselves, carved up the media, got themselves onto all the boards, you know, this, this sort of hidden aristocracy that we have, and it's under threat now. 
Look, I think, it is under threat. Yeah, and I think like I mean, there's always a risk that Sinn Féin will turn into the pigs. But there's also but but, 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 everybody, but, but like this but is, there's there's also there's also a risk. There's also a risk that they might work for the common good. There is a risk, and I think I and think, that's a big risk for the Irish look, establishment. There, I, there, there is there is no doubt that the energy and and ideas come from people like you know like Owen O'Brien, people like that. That no, there isn't anybody. Um, it's because uh, it's because they're ideological. They're ideologically yeah, well, driven. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, Owen is, and um, you know, it's not but, just. But, it's but, not you know, just sort of. It's not just. Ireland is like, unique well, in this. Like you know, look at look at somewhere like South Africa. You know, when the ANC came, like corruption in a kind of post in a in a post revolutionary country is like it, it does it happens. And South Africa is another example of somewhere like with the ANC, but it's just widespread with corruption. But I think the point about history and how we address it is and that's why if you i agree look partition was a partition was a disaster right i don't know what the alternative was but partition was a disaster um and if you could unite in ireland unite the country now a tiny country and say you know it's united if you could bring the people who you need to persuade about that which isn't you or isn't michelle o'neill um Probably still people in the south, but it's also the people. You know, it's like it is. It is like I know it is like the founder of the DUP who you want to have a conversation with, and you are, but you still got to persuade them. And there's still uh, work. Uh, yes, but you're, you're constantly making a different point. See, well, I'm allowed to make my own what's, points. What's happening? No, but, but what's what's happening in the north now is this. What's happening in the north now is this. The dam is starting to break. So whenever yeah. you've got really high profile people from the north, like James Nesbitt. Or Carl Frampton, or Wallace Thompson, you know, starting to say, "Okay, look, you know, what's there to fear? I we, don't, need, we, need, we need to talk about this. The dam's starting to break." There's an extraordinary this, this, like in all this stuff. There was actually an extraordinary tweet from Sarah Crichton, who who's a solicitor and columnist, uh, and she she wrote there was a, this was uh, she. It was above a story about police closing a road road in Castle Ray after discovery of a suspicious object at playing fields used by East Belfast GEA. And she just tweeted, walking about East Belfast these days, I'm amazed to see kids walking about in East Belfast GEA tops. It would have been unthinkable years ago, and nobody cares. You would have been, you would have been shot. I mean, yeah. during the troubles, you would have been shot. Yeah. I mean, I recall Ryan Feeney's great story about, about himself and uh, Martin McAleese going to address a group of 30 loyalist paramilitaries in the Shankill Road Leisure Centre on the GAA because what they wanted to learn about was community building. Mm. How does the GAA work? What is this miracle? You know, it's the GAA that that means that we know we all know each other, no matter where we are in the North, no matter where we are in Ireland, no matter where we are in the world, you know. But if you're from Tobermore, as Fergal McCusker said to me, actually sent me a text this morning about this. He said, it's awful, isn't it? You know, like the Protestant people are so isolated. He said, if you're a young fellow from Tobermore, you don't know anybody in Desert Martin, five miles away, mm. unless you're related to them. It's like, we know everybody. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody. You know. But the point about this is, again, and it comes back, and it's a point we made when we talked about immigration and leadership as well, that these things, if you had said to politicians, if you had said 10 years ago, I want you to go out, and if you're an East Bel Belfast politician, I want you to go out and support the wearing of East Belfast GA tops, they'd be like, I'm not going to do that. You know, the, 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 the 
politicians are 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 led by the people to, to an ex- so often to an, yeah, yeah, so to, to often an, to an extent, you know what i mean and this an is extent. and this is what's going to happen well, this is what's going to happen if and th- now it does require people to have more difficult conversations this is why the culture war stuff is so depressing because everybody ends up in some entrenched uh supremacist kind of like gloating position about their own history and saying we had to do this we had to and it's like that's not how you actually affect change i don't think people in the nationalist community take it very seriously the you're up there asked no i know and this is this, this is like the point a, we made before it's a bit of, it's a, bit of a, a friend of mine and, and, in, who's a, in northern nationalist said to me when, when this all blew up or when the ric stuff blew up he said why are you still fucking talking about this down there why are you getting worked about this when we've gone through all we've like, gone through all this you're right but the, 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 the thing about East Belfast GA and what would have happened 30 years ago, I was, well, let me finish off the Feeney story. So Feeney and Martin McLeese go up and they do a big presentation. The GA. Ryan at the time, you see, was head of public policy at the GA. He's now head of public policy at Queen's. You know, absolute high flyer, a full GA man, you know. And anyway, um, and again, that's something that would have been unheard of 40 years ago. Somebody from his background being in that position of power in Queen's University, you know. You know, being responsible for the invitations for senators and American presidents and all of those sorts of things. But anyway, they said to at the end of the presentation, and the loyalists were absolutely fascinated by it. And subsequently, Ulster GA brought them to an All Ireland hurling final, and then an All Ireland football final. All these big boys were in Linfield jerseys and <laughs> Rangers jerseys, you know, from across the whole combined loyalist command. But in the Shankill Leisure Centre after the they did the presentation. For what something to say, Ryan said. Now Martin McLeese was Mary's at that time, Mary, as I recall, was the was still the president of Ireland. Um anyway, Ryan said to Jackie McDonald, you know, the once fearsome uh leader of the Loyalist Combined Command, but you know, a, a peacemaker and has been a wonderful force for good in the North, genuinely. Like one of the, like, like David Irvine. He said to Jackie, imagine, as he was sipping his tea, you know, imagine Jackie, we'd been up here like 20 years ago. Can you imagine that? He says, oh, he said, we would have shot you and kidnapped him. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll come back to this again, uh, but it's just, um, you know, it's great to know that the wolf tones, after all these years, are pissing off Joe Duffy and making the people of Ireland happy God help us all thanks for listening everyone and now my boy I've told you why Anister Marnay for I recall comrades all from the dark Aldi's gone by well I think of men who fought in Glen with rifle and grenade well, may heaven keep the men who sleep in the ranks of the old brigade. Where are the last who stood with me when history was made? Oh, Gromacree, I long to see the lives of the old brigade. Where are the lads who stood with me when history Of the old brigade. The eyes of the old brigade.
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.